For Spurs fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Tottenham videos and podcasts, download the free Coys app now from the App Store and Google Play. Good evening. Hopefully no second intro this week. We don't have to jump around and start panicking to try and set up another stream like last week. But everything looks good. And as you can see tonight on the Coys podcast, we're joined by three top, top guests. Well, one top guest and two regulars, you know. Oh, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> so let's introduce, let's introduce the guests. So we've got regulars. Patrick, how have you been, Patrick, this week? I'm good, I'm good. Look, I'm repping, repping the Sun and Kane. Breaking shirt. Breaking shirt. What's that? 20, how many assists is it? 37? 37. Combined, yeah. Combinations. So I, had to, I had to rep. So, yeah, I'm good, man. But, yeah, not too much of an intro. Um, Obviously, I'm happy Tans is on there. It's been Aww. a minute. It was, makes our streams look a lot better. And then obviously my guy, Ryan, and obviously my main guy, Carl. So, yeah, let's go. Yeah, we thought we, we had to get someone who can kind of brighten the camera up a little That's bit this week. Oh, That's yeah, no. how you're so short, lad. Come on. <laughs> so we'll introduce Ryan. How have you been this week, Ryan? I can't complain, Carl. Cannot complain. Like I say we've got Royalty on the show tonight, the Queen Tanya. Oh, Finally back on the streaming after she's taken a break. The brother Patrick, the host, the new host, the main host, Carl, back for Mondays. He's actually uh, been a good luck charm apart from the Burnley game. I think we've won more than we've won. Exactly, mate. Exactly. We'll keep it it going. Happy Monday. And obviously, we've now, we've talked this lady up enough. (laughs) It's time to introduce her. (laughs) Tanya, how have you been? Yeah, I'm I'm fantastic. I'm so happy to be on the show. Thanks for having me, Carl. Always good to see Ryan and Pat. And yeah, it's nice to actually talk about a Spurs win again. I mean, I wouldn't have coped if we'd have been speaking about a terrible, terrible loss. So I think I'm on at the right time, which is nice. You, you definitely are. You definitely are, mate. So before we get into everything, obviously, we'll do the social media bits. Audio will be out tomorrow as normal, but obviously give us a follow on Twitter, on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. We've got lots of content. You've probably seen there's loads of stuff out there at the moment, match previews, match reviews, match instant reactions. So there's loads of stuff going up there. So make sure you give us a subscribe and a follow. And there's always plenty of something good to talk about Spurs related. So let's just get into this week's one. And we're not going to talk about the Burnley game as such because that's been that's gone. We don't want to depress ourselves even more. But we haven't had a chance to chat about the main man and that is Conte and that after match interview. So I'm just going to get each of you's opinion on what happened after the game and what you were thinking that night and where you stood. So Patrick, obviously. It was a bad defeat, especially coming off the back of the Man City game. I think everyone was going into that game feeling really confident, weren't we? And again, it was one of them performances where you just go, it was almost one step forward and two steps typically spurs backwards. Um, We know, obviously, Antonio is a fiery character and passionate. Was you expecting that kind of interview after that game? (laughs) <laughs> to be fair, I thought we'd beat them. So I wasn't expecting any of those kind of emotional outbursts. But to be honest, um, I can't sit here and gas and say, oh, I, I thought it'd be a tough... Burnley away is always a tough game. I get it. But where we were and what we're chasing and how the team was performing, I thought we'd go there. I wouldn't say play them off the park, but I thought we'd win quite comfortably. Especially, you know, I know Burnley are fighting for their lives, but they haven't been good this season, let's be honest. So... um I was surprised at the result. I was angry at the result. And I guess Conte was as well. Conte is an emotional character. He wears his heart on his sleeve. The reason why we love him is because he doesn't take any shit. He says it how it is. And obviously, some of it, when he said what he said, I was happy that someone's out here telling it how it is. He doesn't hold no punches. Anyone can get it, including Levy. But at the same time, I'm thinking, oh, man, now our rivals, especially Arsenal, Chelsea, well, they're going to have a field day. And it's just, it's giving them ammo and content, isn't it? That's That was my only thing. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I love what he's doing and how he's saying it, but it's not good. And obviously the media, they don't like us anyway. That just gave literally everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, Conte's going to walk. Conte's gone. Mm-hmm. He's not saying this. It's just like, oh, we don't need this right now. So there's pros and cons to it. I love the... 
the honesty. I love the raw emotion, the passion. He's a winner. He wants to win. And that performance was unacceptable. Let's be honest. You can't be losing to Burnley. I don't care what the situation is, especially if we, with everything we got on the line, that's a game we have to win. Um, but I love, I love how honest he is, but also at the same time, he is accountable for some of the mistakes and the mishaps. We'll get into it a bit later, but yeah, I, I, I love it, but to be fair, sometimes you just got to, sometimes maybe just think a bit before you speak, because obviously it can almost do more harm than good. Well, I guess, obviously, as you say, sometimes, especially when you consider the week leading up to that game and the previous issues with the media that had come from an interview he did. And then yeah. obviously at one point just after that, you're getting told this is the best group of players I've ever worked with. I'm so happy. So, Ryan... Was you surprised that, yes, obviously for any manager, having a camera shoved in front of your face when you just lost a game is not perfect timing. But let's face it, Conte isn't, if you're like a novice manager, just stepping into the arena. He's one of the world's best. So was you surprised that he got that kind of passionate and emotional at that moment in time? No, I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Just hear it. You know what, right? It's If you go from my timeline... After the game, and now I was sulking just like he was. So mm. I was exactly the same. I thought he was gone. But now if if I'm going to applaud him for his commitment and desire on the touchline or when we win, I want exactly the same when we lose. I mean, Pochettino after press conferences was too nice. Didn't really bother. Mourinho was too busy arguing with the press to concentrate on what's happened. Now I'm hoping that these players actually are a little bit scared of this manager. I hope that he intimidates them a little bit to push them on the pitch. I'm, I don't want no more, oh, the players played well today, just want our day, Burnley were better, we'll, we'll come out and do better next time. I'm sick of the tweets from the players after every game of, it just wasn't our day today, but next time we'll do more. I'm not, I don't want to hear that. I want to see it on the pitch. I don't want to hear it on Twitter. So hopefully he can... Just spice it up a bit. Uh, like, say, Sun's come out today and put in a good interview about him, about, obviously, his commitment, his desire, how much he pushes him. That's what I want to see the players talk about. So, when we lose, I expect it again. Every time we lose to a team like Burnley, that, like Pat said, we you should be going to Burnley and beating mm. them. There should not be a conversation after the game of why Conte's losing his mind in a press conference. That game we should have won. should not be losing to a Ben Mee header at Burnley, it's not what it's not how it is. You don't go to Burnley and lose when you want Champions League. So it's gonna keep happening. He's gonna keep coming out if we lose stupid games like that. He's gonna pick up on Levy or he's gonna bash the players a bit. So let's hope they actually uh pull through for him. Tens, is there a fear that obviously although we say obviously you know you want a manager to come out and be passionate. You obviously don't want to be in a situation where after every possible defeat, you've got mm. your manager coming and throwing his toys out the pram and almost getting the fan base worried that is this guy about to walk at any moment? Because obviously he came out and said, obviously, you know, this performance wasn't good enough for the fans. Does he then have to take some of that and say, well, yeah, but then your manager coming out as well and almost talking like he's about to walk out of the club. The fans don't want to hear that either, because as we've said, not only are we kind of frustrated with the performance, but then if you've got the fear that your manager's about to walk after every bad performance, that isn't also going to help. And like I say, when you're if you're on Twitter, the melt, there's meltdowns over tiny mm -hmm. things, isn't there, amongst the fan base, let alone this manager deciding or making out he could be about to walk. No, you're absolutely right. And I think Pat and Ryan have explained it very well. But I think, you know, what Pat was saying about there's pros and cons to it. And I think that that's the cons of it. The fact that, you know, it sent the whole Spurs fan base into meltdown. I mean, I <laughs> thought he was going to leave. Because if you actually unpack some of the things he said, you're yeah. like, whoa. Like he was saying the club need to assess the situation. He was obviously mm -hmm. talking about himself. Is he talking about the players? He was saying things like he doesn't see us getting top four, which he's already said in other interviews, and that he sees us finishing 12th and 13th. Like you say, I think we don't want to hear that every time we lose. And I think to lose four games out of five, as a manager, he does need to take some responsibility. But I wasn't surprised. I think we've all said it. He's an emotional manager. 
And I think, you know what, in some ways it's justified. We went off such a huge win against Man City. You know, no one gave us a chance beating Man City. I didn't think we were going to beat City. And then to kind of lose against Burnley, I think probably half of us were expecting, we're like, oh God, we're going to be Spurs again. We're not going to win. This is the test, playing Burnley, not Man City, Burnley. And we failed. And I, I think he was just really kind of wound up by by that result. Because like Pat said, you know, every every point counts at this stage. You know, we're, we're still in the top four race. We're not completely out of it. But I just think... You're looking back at the games we've lost, Burnley, Southampton, Wolves, and he's just thinking, God, not another one. And he's just lashed out. But I'm like Ryan. I do respect a lot of the things he says. I agree with a lot of the things that he says. He's not lying. But I think, yeah, he just needs to think before he says certain things because especially me, I was having a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously all the media outlets were kind of loving it, weren't they? Because oh, this yeah. was like... If Conte walks, this story is going to blow up something massive. I actually didn't think, I actually wasn't that worried that he was going to walk that night because you kind of think, I don't believe that when Conte took this job on, mm. he I, at no point to me was he ever sold this dream that in January you're going to get this yeah. full rebuild, the club are going to sign X, Y and Z and you're going to have the team that you want to think. He must have been told, listen, January's not the window it's going to happen, so you've got mm. to wait till the summer. Do you guys, and I'll just throw it out there, my interpretation of that interview was a warning to the board to yeah. say, listen, if you think I'm going to put up with a summer transfer window like normal for this club, because obviously in his comments, he did make that point of the players are always the same. This mm. club changes coaches, but the players are always the same. And I'm too honest to mm. sit here and accept that. I thought, for me, that was just a warning to the ball to say, listen, you've got me. If you don't use me in the summer the way I think you should be, I won't be hanging around. You know, I will be walking. What do you guys think? Do you Were any of you honestly seriously worried that could we wake up to find Conte isn't the Spurs manager? No, I wasn't. I wasn't worried like that. Exactly how you read into it, Carl, is how I read into it. Obviously, I was. I was more annoyed that... I just know what rival fans are like. I know what the media are like. I knew he was going to get clipped, bantered, you know, all of that. We beat Man City, rightly so. Everyone was a bit worried again. And then we lose to Burnley. Just, And I'm trying to get rid of this whole Spursy tag. I flipping hate it because there's so many teams that drop points. And no, they don't have a tag. We have this annoying tag. And it's obviously stuff like that. Just It just makes it so easy for it to stick. So, um, yeah, I was I was annoyed at that. I'm not worried that Conte's going to walk. I don't see him as a quitter. He's not going to quit midway through. It just makes no sense. He knew the situation he walked into. It's not like he wasn't aware. He was fully aware. We courted him in the summer. It didn't work out. We obviously went gung-ho for him after we got rid of Nuno. He knows exactly what's going on. But like he said, the players aren't good enough. You guys need to back me properly. Basically, all he's saying to leave is back me properly and I'll win you stuff. If you don't, then forget it. That's how I took it. And he's mm. right because... How can you beat Man City one day and then you're losing to Burnley the next? Do, like, you, do you possibly think there, when we look at that, and, and we'll we'll kind of discuss something like that, do you think maybe those exertions against City just took it out of the squad? Is it hard to kind of recover to then put a performance in a few days later when you've kind of had to, if you like, put that sort of performance in to beat a team like that? But see, that's where I just find Spurs so strange. I think any other team would just build on that. And that's my frustration. Why can't you just build on that result? You should give you so much confidence. We've mm. done the double against the, the Premier League champions. Best Burnley, team in Europe right now. Time. Best team Easily. in Europe. Easily. Let's Easily. be honest about yeah. it. You know, be, playing Burnley, it should really be a, a piece of cake. I'm, I'm not saying that Burnley aren't in the relegation battle because they are. And these teams... They're going to make it difficult and we always struggle against teams, low block, rainy day at Turf Moor. It's like the worst possible fixture. But, you know, you expect us to win. But, look, I think I'm with you, Carl. Conte was definitely um, pointing out at the board and he's basically insinuating, you know, January, it was OK. It could have gone better, but the summer is crucial. And if I see these same players like he suggested he's probably not going to be around because he knows his level. And I yeah. think he has to think of his reputation as well. He's a top manager. He's not going to ruin his reputation for, for little old Tottenham Hotspur. So, 
yeah, we need to we need to back this guy because I, I love him. I've been so happy since he's joined us. And I know we've had bad results, but I'm just not quick to blame Conte, to be honest with you. It's these players and, and it's the board. Yeah. So yeah. it's in the board's hands. It, Ryan, do you think as well, Conte, I think, probably knows he's in a strong position right now, doesn't he? Because yeah. when you look at the fan base and the club at the moment, I think he knows this board have got one more window before it turns really toxic mm -hmm. because those who are kind of giving Enoch and that a pass at the moment to say, okay, we're starting a project again. I think there's an element of the fan base that are now saying you've got summer. And if we don't see what we need to see in the summer and Conte does walk, then I tell you oh, now, I wouldn't want to be in that Spurs ground if I was Enoch the very next home game, because I think then the whole fan base goes, this, these people are not going to do what they need to for us. Oh, that's what that's what I'm hoping, Carl. I, I'm hoping Conte knows that he holds the power now. Because like I say, if he goes, all hell will break loose. And like I say, Levy will not be able to show his face in that stadium. He probably will. He'll probably still go. <laughs> oh, yeah, he'll turn up. He'll do, he'll do something. He'll, he'll, I wouldn't say give out free food or he might take a pound off of no, we'll never get free food in that stadium, mate. It won't go that far, but this I think that's why he dug out leave. It won't, I think the Burnley press conference was the board and the players. I mean, look, January says it all. If you're not if he's not happy with you, Delhi's gone and Domblay went the cell mm. so look at all the money that he shipped out there. And that's hundred million just in Domblay and the cell so as crazy as that sounds. That's a hundred million pound in two players that he shipped out because they didn't suit his style. They weren't working hard enough for him. So the board know that there's plenty more players in that squad that he'll be happy to get rid of. But one bad move in this summer window, and he could walk. He's not. He's not a guy to stay because he might. He might love the Tottenham fans already. He might appreciate us, but he's not going to stay if he's not backed. He, we've heard him say a million times he is a winner. He's not going to accept fighting for fourth place because that's not what he wants. He don't want that on his CV. He wants to be winning trophies and awards. So this is this is the biggest summary, Nick, of how every summer's big. But this summer now is huge because one little mistake, and if he goes, then I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be him in that stadium because no, it's absolutely, it's absolutely massive for the board because. You're right, Ryan. In that same interview, he said, I'm ambitious. I have ambition. He constantly says, I have ambition. And if we don't match that, he will easily walk. Like, as you say, Ryan, he probably loves the Spurs fans. He loves the stadium, the training ground. He loves some of the players. But he's got his reputation to think of. And this is it for us now. Like, if we, honestly, if we don't back this manager, the thought of it stresses me out. Yeah. It, well, it, it does Because if you're not going to back this guy at this point in time, then you think, when? well, no one's going to get. No. Yeah. Who, who would you back with that sort of backing? But it's, it's, we it's can that, talk. Go on, Patrick. So, yeah, I was just going to say, just interject, it's that sliding doors moment. We're right there. Yeah. Kane, Kane is at the peak of his powers. He's 28, 29. He's saying exactly the same things as Conte. I love the club, but if you're not showing me the same ambition, I'm going to walk. Conte is saying exactly the same thing. Sonny can't really say that right now because he's just signed a, a new deal. But again, Son's a world-class player. These guys are looking at it like, what's going on here? They're doing mm. their all. And we are inconsistent because the players aren't good enough to keep turning up week in and week out. We all know who the culprits are. We don't need to keep bashing them. But we've got some good players there. There is quality there. It just needs to be evened out. And then I think, like Conte saying, I'm a winner. I want to win. Give me the tools and I'll make sure that this club is right where it needs to be. If Daniel Levy can't read the room right now, then he's an idiot. And he just needs to, <laughs> he needs to bounce so that we as fans can at least enjoy our club again. Because... At the moment, sometimes I'm feeling, oh, I don't even want to go to the game. But then there's other moments where I'm like, I'm up for yeah. it and I want to go. And as a football fan, you should never have those moments where you're like dreading going to games. But there has been moments this season where I feel like that. I'm starting to feel good again. But then just as we're starting to feel good, <laughs> we have a clangor like burning. Yeah, so exactly. it's, it's, it's a bit of a mad one. But yeah, uh, it's, yeah it's, it's a bit crazy. I mean, the weird bit is after the last three games... Before these three games, you probably would have looked and said, well, six points is what we want to come out of these three games with. You know? Now, no one envisaged 
that one of those three would come at Man City. So <laughs> I suppose the only glimmer is that probably after these three games, we're where we thought we might be yeah, in terms true. of point-wise, aren't we? It, mm. But again, it is that disappointment thing that we can look back as Spurs fan over numerous seasons ago. Oh, if we hadn't had lost to Wigan at home or we hadn't had drew yeah. to Norwich at home, if we hadn't had dropped those three points there, look where we would have been. But that's talk about something more positive, And that was this weekend and a great victory and a, you know, really well-timed victory from the boys. They did bounce back in style. Patrick, was we helped by playing a team like Leeds who were not going to ever kind of give up their principles and a manager in Bielsa who's not going to suddenly say, listen, we're fighting relegation. That's start putting in a low block, just play sensible. Mm. And ultimately that plays into our hands, didn't it? So were Leeds the perfect game to kind of get a bounce back performance in? You know what? I've been thinking about this and it's such a great question, but I also think, again, rival fans, it's an easy cop-out for them. Instead of just saying, well done, Spurs, you played well, it's an easy cop-out. Oh, yeah, they're the perfect team for you to play against right now. Even when we played City and we beat them, um, two of the goals weren't counter-attacking goals, by the way, but everyone said, oh, mm. it's, it's perfect counter-attacking football. It's what you guys do. But the third goal, we were passing the ball around, spraying it around. It was literally in the 94th minute and we were pinging it about and we had the confidence to attack mm. them. We didn't sit back and rest on our lows going for a 2-2 draw, which everyone would have said is a good point. And uh, I do believe, yeah, Leeds are naive. That's probably the right word. But at the end of the day, you still got to carve them open. You still got to finish on the break. This is a team that have gone to West Ham, uh, played against West Ham and beat them. They're a team that scored two against Man United. So obviously they do have their danger. In the Premier League, there's no rubbish team. On their day, anyone can beat anyone. And that's even the Watfords and the Norwiches. If you sit back and... and Leeds were unlucky. Yeah, yeah, they were unlucky, yeah. but then we could have had more as well. So <laughs> yeah. it's a yeah, bit yeah. of a, you know... Yeah. I, it was I a basketball know. game at yeah, times, exactly. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. A real basketball but game. The difference is, is that we had the quality on the day. The, yeah. the fullbacks were fantastic. That's the first time I've seen Cess and Doherty have a good game together. Both, usually we have one wingback that mm. plays well and the other mm. doesn't, but both wingbacks on Saturday mm. were great. So I've got to give them their credit. Obviously, Son and Kane are always, well, not always, but when they're firing, and even Hoiberg looked really good as well. Hoiberg's pass to Kane, no one spoke about that, but that was a brilliant through ball. And if he can... Yeah, Harry Winks with the yeah, that was a beautiful pass. Yeah, yeah. it was a Luca Modric. It was a a Modric esh (laughs) pass before the pass. He must have been close to coming off that dartboard. (laughs) Yeah, oh gosh. So, so all in all, yeah, Leeds, Leeds. Um, obviously, if you want to cherry pick a game, that's probably the game. But we still got to do the job, and we did. So I'll I'll cut it there. But yeah, it was a good result. Good result from the boys. And to be fair, I don't really. I feel everyone played well. Everyone mm. played well, apart from Hugo Lloris coming out playing sweeper keeper oh. and then trying to and then save trying to your, take <laughs> save your thoughts on that one. Yeah, okay, let me. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm going to bring that yeah, up in let, a second. I, I was I was shocked. I didn't, <laughs> that didn't make no sense to me, and I swear I saw him try and take the man out as well. But yes, I won't say nothing for now. I am so, going to yeah. ask you yeah. guys about that in a bit. <laughs> now, Ryan, was you expecting <laughs> that much of a convincing win, or was? Because I think a lot of us were probably thinking, well, okay, we might win this, but it could be one of those nervy two ones yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, was yeah. you expecting, if you like, what turned out to be such an easy day at the office in a way? I predicted a loss, actually. I thought Me we were going to lose because it's, I say, it's, it's, it's Tottenham, isn't it? After the Burnley game, I just thought this is the last thing because they've only got one style of play, Leeds, haven't they? I mean, mm-hmm. you can hit them on the counter, but. With Rafinha up top and mm-hmm. Dan James with his pace, he might not be the best finisher, but his pace. And then obviously, I know before the game, you see Matt Doherty at right back, everyone's fuming, but Pat said he, that's his best game he's had. Oh, in a top yeah, he was brilliant. Like, yeah, he was good. He was, he was brilliant. really good. I, mean, he was really mm. good. I, I can actually say I was alive for a Harry Winks forward pass to Sessingham. <laughs> 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 I know. I never thought I'd say that. Doherty on the score sheet. You're joking. I mean, even Sess. <laughs> That, that was his best performance as well. Yeah. He really, really played well and he's earning that spot ahead of Regulon at the minute. I wouldn't I wouldn't want him to maybe against Middlesbrough tomorrow bring Regulon back in, but I'm more than happy with Sess at the minute. But once mm. once we got the first, I mean we've just got the quality. I mean Harry Kane again, he just he, they, they haven't got a player like Harry Kane. I don't think anyone has got a player like Harry Kane. No one can 
uh, no one's got the ability he's got with the passing range and the finishing. There's not a, not not a player who can find the ball like he did for Son that fourth goal. I mean, he's like he is he is our quarterback and our main finisher at the same time. It's not many players in any team could have. There's that no player. not there's not, no, not many. Yeah, there's, there's no, no player. No player yeah. One of the no best passes in the league for me. Yeah, the only play, the only player compared to it. I know I'm not comparing him to him, but Messi at Barcelona, you knew he would drop deep, find the mm. pass, and he would still mm. get all them mm. goals. But now Messi's not doing that. So, like you say, Kane is the only player in European fo- maybe world football who will drop into his own half, find a 40, 45 yard pass, lay it at Son. Son's yeah, the control's good, but you don't expect him to not miss control. Like the ball is inch perfect. He ain't got a stretch. Mm. He ain't got a. He ain't got a turn around for it. Is it, and the goal as well. That finish. Only he on our team could put that world away. class finish there. Yeah. So oh, underrated that finish. Yeah, that was not an easy finish at all. On his weak foot, yeah. come, coming mm. onto it as well. He's just he's a mm. different player under this manager, and that's I say that's another reason you want to back this manager and make him happy. You make him happy. You make Harry Kane happy and you keep him. You're not worried in the summer again about him missing mm. the first month of training or coming back late off his holidays because he'll be the first one back in the door. If he sees progression, he'll mm. come straight back in and then you build your team. Mm. See, if you get that spine right, I know Lloris is playing a bit of fun and games at the minute. Now he's got his contract. He's... Uh, like Tan's probably said, he had a couple to drink before the game. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I don't know what he's been drinking. It's your driver whiskey, isn't it? Yeah. You fine. You've got Romero there, is, who is just different. I love him. Different gravies. I mean, I don't know if any of you saw it. Did you see the Sun celebration? Yeah, I was like, yeah, he's a he's a different animal. That but, listen, what, but now you've got to carry on. Like Tanya said a bit ago, a win against Man City should give you confidence. So should a four 0 win. Mm. Now you go into the Middlesbrough game, build on that confidence, and go smack Deli Ali around the pitch on a Monday night. That's exactly how you <laughs> want to spend oh, it. <laughs> so Tans, obviously, great performance. You know, half you know, within half an hour we're three nil up and we're in dreamland, aren't we? Yeah, no, honestly, I wasn't that confident. I was a bit like Ryan. And I, I personally think that just comes down to the result against Burnley. You never know what this team is capable mm. of. And I just thought the Spursiness for them to get beaten by Liverpool six 0 I just thought we're not gonna beat them, surely. I just I just was thinking that. But do you know what? I have to say, I think that was the first performance I've seen or one of the best performances I've seen of us playing as a team. Like, collectively, we were all man for man brilliant, besides Larissa's little blip, which I know we'll get into. <laughs> but I just think Kane was exceptional again. He's passing and that that finish. I really like Kulusevski. We didn't mention him. I think he's been a great signing so far. Really, really like him. Already better than Bergvine. Even more to a degree. I know mm. I don't want to get carried away, but he's got such technical ability and that finish. I mean, well, the, the finish itself, it, he fooled the keeper there because yeah. the keeper smart. thinks he's going far mm. post. He's and already he level on near goal. Post. Yeah. yeah. Now, he was, he was yeah. getting there a you lot go. of stick, wasn't he? <laughs> You know, two cameo performances oh, and a ridiculous. lot of fans were on his back, weren't they? But you have to say, these mm. recent games where he's been on from the start and had a decent time to settle into the game, because I think people forget, you know, when you're coming off the bench with 15 minutes or 10 minutes to go and you're actually trying to impress and playing in a side exactly. that are not playing well, you can't, you know, you, you, that's not enough time to settle in yeah. and get used to the pace of the game or do anything. But he's really shown in these last few games, isn't he, that he he added to those t- front two yeah. to really come on and add something going forward over the next season or so. No, absolutely. And I want to touch on what Pat was saying. I think that was the first game where we're actually seeing the wing-backs get involved. We yeah. need to see more of that, especially in this system. You know, Sessegnon got an assist. Doherty, I think he got an assist as well. And yes, Sess to Doherty as well. He's yeah, still, you know, like, wing back to wing on. back. We need more of that. We need more. But again, I felt I find Sessegnon he had a good game, and then sometimes he doesn't have a good game. Mm, but again, I feel for him a little bit. He's not. He's in and out of the side, so it's hard for him to get consistency. But maybe um, Conte trusts him to start the next couple of games ahead of um, Regulon. Who knows? But no, really good performance. And I just hope we can bring that confidence and that level of performance against Middlesbrough. 
So let's, let's get to the man we've kind of touched on a little bit. Um, obviously, we keep a clean sheet, but obviously you have to at one point say no thanks to Hugo because what what was going through his mind? Now, when you consider the previous couple of games, you know, the Wolves game, two mm. real big errors there, City, ultimately you have to look at that goal and say, well, listen, he should be swallowing that ball up. You know, yeah. a professional goalkeeper should be having that. And then, like as you said earlier, Pat, it, it was the fact as well, wasn't it, that not only does he mess the clearance up, <laughs> but when the guy goes round him, well, when you're in control of the game, he almost tries to grab his leg, which yeah. you're thinking, if you bring him down, you're off here. So red card. Like, so we, what, what was happening there? With you know, That's three games now where you've got to say, Larissa's looks slightly shaky. Does he need, a, he now needs a solid game, doesn't he, to kind of get some of that confidence yeah. back? And the thing is, that Leeds game should have been a solid game because I don't think, if I remember correctly, I don't think the Leeds team actually tested him like with a real. He didn't have to pull off a, a good save, did he? Um, well, a lot of the time they they hit a post, didn't they? they hit a post, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's kind of headers you know, just past yeah, the, the, the glancing header like wide at so, the first real chance. Obviously, that guy uh, hit the post, but yeah, Luis wasn't really tested, so that should have been a game where he was comfortable, but. To, you know, the sweeper-keeper moment, he came out, he read the ball well. I thought, okay, cool, well done. Yeah, there was no problem with him coming yeah, out. Yeah, there was no comfort, but then he passed it to the Leeds player. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. And then, I think he what, got caught in two minds. Do you think he got caught in two minds of whether I'm going to pass this here yeah, or, or actually play a... Or just kick knows. it long or play a pass? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was like he was mad. But if in doubt, just kick it out, as they say. If in doubt, just yeah, whack it out and yeah. get back to it. Because And then the bonkers thing, he actually tried to bring the player down. I, I, I was around <laughs> yeah. it and watched it. And if that guy goes down, that's a red card. And then we're in big trouble because that's Galini and goal. And then obviously Galini and goal for the next game. We'd be fucked. So um, thank God. And then Ben Davis as well. I mean, we get onto him, but that was a great, that was a goal-saving yeah, I honestly... moment. Dallas so, really messed that up. Yeah, that time. yeah, yeah. It took way too long. You either score that or you pass it to Rafina, who was <laughs> open in acres of space yeah. and he obviously taps the ball in. So, yeah, lucky that their quality wasn't there. Ben Davis was brilliant getting back and anticipating when the guy was going to take the shot. But yeah, Larice, that's it. Beggars, it's, I just don't understand that really. That's you just... know what it is with Larice? I feel like he always goes through this little patch he does, where yeah. he's just yeah. absolutely yeah. abysmal. And I don't know why. I feel like he just has to go through it every year and then he'll just end up being good again. Because all in all, he's been really good this well, he's year. Been, I was he just going to say, he's been really solid this season. Yeah. In all fairness, you know, he has kept us in games at times. So and as we said last week, ultimately, unfortunately, as a goalkeeper, your one mistake ultimately normally ends up costing you mm. a goal. But, mm. you know, yeah, Ryan, he has looked a little shaky, hasn't he? Not the problem. I, I don't know if any of you noticed it with Loris. He's not got no mid performance. He's either world class or he's absolutely <laughs> gone. There's no, there's no In mid. Between, he'll, yeah. He'll either come out for a corner and catch it one handed and get us on the attack, or he'll <laughs> drop it at the player's feet and concede a late. There's no. And it's always after he makes one. Once he's made one mistake, that's it. Then you'll have four, yeah. five, six games where he'll do something daft. Yeah. Or and like I say, it's hard. It is, it is hard to complain about him really. Because like I say the start of the season, he was one of our only good players. But now that we've got Kane back and him and Son seem to be linking up again, Ramiro's back fit. This is the time he decides to start throwing clangers when we need <laughs> points the most. But, like I say, hopefully, hopefully, like Pat's just said, he gets one one good game under him now. Catches everything, some good saves, some good Ooh. distribution, and then we'll have lorries back to normal, hopefully. But yeah, I tell Hotspur you, I Sam, sorry, Tenny Hotspur no, Sam. There, yeah, he is right. Galini's actually injured at the moment. Oh, was so he? Okay, I think yeah. at the moment, Brandon. Austin, do yeah. you think that maybe you know, like as we used to have that problem, that no real serious backup to give you some competition and we mean serious competition of knowing there's a guy there sitting on the bench who mm. if I'm not performing comes on and he takes my place do you think that's something that possibly Larice can fall into that trap of knowing well listen I'm number one yeah we had the same yeah. thing at times with someone like Ericsson didn't we where it was like well the fact you had no real other creative midfielder Ericsson well. knew he was there um do, do you think that might is that an element, or do you think Larice is just purely going through one of those spells where you know their confidence might be a little bit dented? 
I think you're right, um, Carl. But I was actually going to say, as as bad as Larice has been in recent games, I still wouldn't want Galini. I, I just <laughs> yeah. wouldn't because mm. I just know Larice always has that world class save yeah. in him, and especially in when we need, we really need him to pull off that save. He always does it. But I think you're right. It's, it's a bit of an issue, really, because look, I know he's signed a two year um, extension. I think I've got that right. Yeah, he has. But he has. I do still think we need to be looking to the future with a goalkeeper, and I think we do need to get quite a good backup goalkeeper. And yeah. I say backup, but a good second goalkeeper to actually challenge the Reese. Because I, I do think at some point we need to phase him out because he's not, you know, going to be here forever. He's he's already how old? So. I think a goalkeeper is something that we shouldn't ignore because Galini, let's be honest, he's been a bit of a waste, hasn't it? Well, yeah, so. I don't think anyone would be clamouring to keep Galini coming no. the end of the loan this season, would they? You know, I don't think he hasn't done anything since coming in where people no. go, oh, this is the goalie for the future. So no. <laughs> now I'm going to hold my hands up here and apologise because before the game on Saturday, when I saw the lineup, I put a tweet out of the plainest Tesco meal deal you can get <laughs> saying, look at our centre midfield today, you know, yeah. thinking, wow, when, you know, that was Winks and Hoiberg again. But I'm going to have to hold my hands up here and say those two and those passes for those goals, mm. well, I had to hold my hand up and put the tweet back out a bit later saying, listen, they've well and truly shoved that down me today. So fair play to them. Those two passes, I mean, Winks is passed to get Sessignon underway and the Hoiberg ball, yeah. well, it's it's pinpoint, isn't it? Glenn yeah. Hoddle-esque. Um, do, you, do you think that's going to give him the confidence, Patrick, to maybe be a bit more forward-thinking? The thing is, it's, it's frustrating because we know these guys can do it. When Hoiberg plays for Denmark, especially in the European Championships, we saw him in an advanced position and he was pinging balls around. He was even, you know, getting into attacking uh, areas and, and taking shots on and everything like that. And we know he's a menace. He's a DM, so it's not his main job. But we know he's got the quality in there. He just needs to do it on a more consistent basis. If we don't play with our traditional number 10 or, or, or a ball-playing CM like a James Ward-Prowse, then Harry Winks should be that guy, but he's not really. Obviously, Hoiberg has a pass in him. So the reality is these guys have got the quality to do it, but they just need to come out of their shell a bit and do it on a more consistent basis. Mm. We see, you know, Winks is known as Mr. Sideways. He's always passing mm. back sideways, sideways or backwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, on, on Saturday, though, he was good. I mean, and like yeah. I said, I joked about, but it was Luka Modric-esque uh, Modric, uh, where it was like the pass before the pass. The pass is so good, you're, the, the the guy who receives it is already in a great area mm. and then all they've got to do is look up and, you know, ping it across and it's a goal, which is what Cess did. And it was brilliant to see Cess... Um, he had a really good game and um, those yeah. those whipped in crosses and through balls is what we want from our wide players. We're not really getting mm. that. So, yeah, Winks passing and pushing forward, Hoiberg doing that. It needs to come from those guys because Conte doesn't like to play with a packed midfield. So the mm. guys in there have got to do that job. They're more than capable, but they need to do it on a consistent... It's consistency. It will, if yeah. Tottenham, Arsenal, United... We've all got players, but it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be who's more consistent on our day. I'm just hoping and praying it's us because, obviously, I want us to try and bag fourth. It's going to be tough, but it's doable if we turn up. Now, obviously, Ryan, you know, typically, this was Spurs, isn't it? Benton Core comes in. First couple of the games, we're sitting there thinking, wow, this is the midfielder we've been crying for, you know. We need this, you know, we want this guy in the middle. And as always, he'll now be out for probably four or five weeks. With I've got to get that long. Oh, I think he, he probably could be looking around that long. It looked a nasty yeah. fall, didn't it, in that yeah. early game? One of those that you go, oh, you know, mm. you just, that's bad. Yeah. But this is where we will need Hoiberg and Winks, given the lack of options we've got now in that midfield places, to step up and kind of play like that, won't we? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, uh, I'm sure I did read uh, Alistair Gold today, say from Conte's press, that Benton Cole should be back in training after the Middlesbrough game. So it's okay. It's, it's not yeah, that sounds good. It's then. not actually, and Skip is back in training as well. Oh, please. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. That's that that's a we like you've just said about Loris competition. Winks and Hoiberg in there now need to mm. look over the shoulder and think those two mm. are coming back now. This is I want to keep my uh, spot in this team. And I know it, you don't think about it that much, but a Winks. If he if he 
thinks to himself even a little bit, if I perform well, there's a World Cup in November. Mm. England, if mm. there's anything that could you want to fight for, he's, he's had his England caps, he's been there, he's mm. done that. You always want to go represent your country at a tournament. So that that should hopefully up his performances a bit. But that's mm. it, it's that competition now. One bad performance. I mean, I love Oliver Skip. I think he's uh, I think he's got a really great future. So when he comes back, one bad game from Winks, Skip will come in. A bad game from Hoiberg, Bentecourt will come in. But yeah. that's what we want as fans. We want players mm. fighting for those positions. We want to mm. see competition now. You expect Winks and Hoiberg to start tomorrow because like I said they're the only two fit. You don't yeah. really, you don't really see Conte bringing in White or Divine for a cup game because mm. I said he wants trophies. Mm. <laughs> this is a trophy, especially, especially not at this point. I think you know you've got to go strong tomorrow. Yeah, you especially Middlesbrough. You can't yeah. underestimate them. Knocked out Leicester. Knocked out Man United on pants. Yeah. So yeah, we have got to go full strength, more mm. or less, to save team that played Leeds. Like I say maybe a regular for. Uh, Cessing, yeah. you know, maybe a couple. I know Lucas is still out, so you imagine the front three still staying the same. But it's a trophy, and these players, like I said, this is a perfect game again for Winks and Hoiberg to play well and say to Conte, "Look, I want to start against Everton on Monday. I've played well against Middlesbrough tonight." And like I say, it's a it's a shocking time for fans to travel to Teesside at bloody eight o'clock kickoff Mental. on a Tuesday. Yeah. They haven't really planned that well, but. I think now it's up to the players to give the fans a reason to travel. And that's the same for Winston Oiberg. Give the fans something to travel back to happy and think, you know what, actually, that's two performances now. Winston Hoiberg have actually put a shift in and changed and created something in the game. I mean, you don't want to see Winks. He's like the crab. He's just, he, that's all he does. He's a crab. <laughs> He's a side. Like, you don't, we don't need that. We need forward thinking players who. Like I say, Young or Regulon, Emerson, Doherty, they are nine times out of ten the most advanced players in the side due to the system. Now, they're the players you want to be looking for who then can free Son and Kane. So, no point keep going back to Romero or out to Davis or back to Lloris. You need to start stamping your foot in these games now and keep your place in the side. So, great win. And like I say, we're, we're, and we're going to come to the Kane and Son uh, record in a minute. Before we get here, Tans, top four. Lots of people kind of writing the top four off, obviously, after the Burnley game. And you, and you can understand why. Mm. But ultimately, this is a season, isn't it, where none of the teams fighting for that position mm. are putting in consistent performances. All of them will drop points as well. So do mm. you think we're still in the hunt for the top four do you think i mean we know we are but do you realistically think yeah we, we realistically could go and get this do you know what it's so difficult to, to answer because like you say other teams around us are inconsistent you look at man united i think arsenal to be honest they're they're looking quite consistent at the minute but you know it's funny how all of a sudden they're saying oh but we've got games in hand and when we said it it was like oh but you've got to win those <laughs> games and it's funny they need to win those games because the games they've got in hand are Chelsea and us so Chelsea Tottenham and Liverpool and yes, Liverpool right. and yeah. so all of a sudden if they if they don't win those games you know their their top four chances are looking unlikely and then if we win the games we're supposed to be winning in that time we get back in it so it's difficult but I would say because we've been so un inconsistent, it's it's hard for me to say, yeah, we're we're definitely going to get top four. But who knows? We're we're not out of it. I think, you know, it's easy to say after a game we lose, we're heated up. Oh, we're out of the top mm. four race. But actually, if you look at the table, we're not out of it. I think we do still have a game or so in hand somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's yeah. a lot of football to play. Yeah, there's lots yeah. of football to play, and and, and you know, brings Brighton our over yeah. here, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we've still got to play teams that are in and around us. We've still got to play Man United if we beat them, that's yeah. good. If we beat Arsenal, that's great. Yeah, we, but, we've, got, we've got three six-pointers. We've still got to play Man yeah. United, we've still got yeah. to play West Ham, we've still go. got to play Arsenal. So we've got a lot of the games. Those. Yeah, but it's in, our, it's in our hands, so to speak. We've got um we've got we still three... got Liverpool to play, I think, yeah. as well, haven't we? Which would be a tough one. We've got mm. three games on United who are in fourth. They're on 47 mm. points, we're on 42. So, it, you know, obviously it's hard to say, but we are definitely in the mix. 
But we yeah. need to win our games. We, we will win. We'll games. probably win those games, but then we'll lose to Norwich. Well, I mean, no, no one's really talking about it. But Man United drawing nil nil at Watford just goes to show mm-hmm. how exactly. inconsistent this league is. Mm-hmm. Watford are second from bottom, and Man United yeah. couldn't beat them at home. So um, yeah. you just, you know, and, and I think you could look at it right now. I mean, you've got to look at Brighton's form just recently. They look like they could be on a little slippy slope. Yeah. Wolves, I don't think Wolves have probably got enough in them to keep that going. So teams are going to drop away. Southampton, you know, they're looking good at the moment. So they're a side that are there. But again, they could have one defeat that knocks them. It's going to be finding some consistency, isn't it? And and that's the real key, isn't it? If, If we could go on a consistent run, put a six, seven game, not saying you've got to win them all. But it's pick up your wins, pick up your draws in the difficult games. There's still a fight to be had, and it definitely isn't over yet, is it? No, no, definitely not. No, it's it's Tottenham, though, isn't it? That's the problem. It's it's Tottenham. That's all you have to say, lads. It's Tottenham. (laughs) As a famous man once said, "Yeah, come on, boys." Okay, then let's talk about our record breakers because. At the weekend, obviously, that Son and Kane link up now totals 37 goal combinations, which go back to the very first one in a game away at Stoke in 2016 when Son set Kane up for a finish. I mean, what more can you say about these two as players? I mean, we'll start with you, Tans. It's just a phenomenal record to beat. And even more so when you consider how many more can they add onto that tally yet yeah no it's absolutely incredible achievement because you know they're up there with the likes of you know Drogba and Lampard so you know they're in good company and I I knew they would beat it to be honest I think Son and Kane when they link up you just know it's magic and you just know something's going to happen because they're just both incredible players and I always say it we're just so lucky to have them I think it's easy sometimes for us to criticise them when they're not having a bad game. But just think, where would we be without them? That's what I always have to tell myself. And I'm like, do you know what, time's yeah. been a bit off. But yeah, absolutely unbelievable. Kane, world-class. Um, Son, obviously, there's that argument, is he world-class? I personally think he's just, he's in that bracket of like just beneath the world-class. No, he's but... world-class, man. Give him no, 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 no. <laughs> this, this is my Son opinion. He's now. a world-class <laughs> player. Yeah, anyway, let me, let, yeah, I'll let you land. Sorry. But... <laughs> No, honestly, they're as I say, they're both phenomenal and we're both very lucky to have them. And it's just a shame that we we have to overplay them so much. That's what mm. gets my gripe. It's the fact that, you know, we can never really rest them because they're both so incredible. But yeah, amazing and um yeah, great achievement. Brilliant it is. Achievement. Um, now Patrick, obviously you're disagreeing there on some world class. <laughs> oh, no, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you know what? I, I do get where Tans is coming from. But when you just look at low, the... Just no, but look at the wide <laughs> players. Like, if you look at the wide players in world football, I'm sorry, there's not many that are better than Son. Left foot, right foot, pace. He can pass. He can pretty much take a man on. He can dribble. I mean, look at the goal that he scored Puskas winner against Burnley. Um, the guy pretty much can do everything from an attacking... Um, do you of... think, Patrick? Sorry, just said, yeah, when people say, like as we say, that maybe they don't put him in that world class yeah. bracket, is it because with Son, you either get a world class performance, there and then go. when it's not, it's a kind mm. of was he even on the pitch yeah. today? You know what? It's it's a bummer because I mean, Carl, you and I have been going back and forth with a few people on Twitter that are saying Kane's not world class. No, that one. Oh, no, that's you... ridiculous. <laughs> Who's saying that? Oh, there's a few Don't times. Don't get me but, angry. But the thing is, and it's so easy, and this is what fans do these days. They're going to turn around and say Son and Kane ain't world class because they haven't won any trophies. No, and that's it's so a silly. It's argument. so annoying, that's but ridiculous. that's that's the world that we live in now. That was the argument we was having. Yeah, Patrick, and with... they're going to throw that. Yeah. At, I, I've had arguments with. About Son, and that's the thing that they throw at me, and I'm like, so you know, that's from that standpoint, I get it. But when, if you, for me, a world class player, somebody that does it at all levels, 
and does it for club and country and in all competitions. Son in the Champions League always balls out. He carries his team, South Korea, and always balls out there. And obviously, we've seen him do at all levels for Tottenham. So, for me, he's world-class. But and the reason why, when you look at someone like Salah, that's why I say he's just below. Like, he's not, for me, he's just not at that level that Salah but, is. Like, yeah, Salah but, consistently, every year, scoring how many... Yeah, Salah's above world-class. Exactly. Salah's Salah, 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 if we look at Kane, Kane is a world class striker. There might be, mm, I, I know, I know the world class striker pool isn't as as rich, but you couldn't compare someone and say, "Oh, he's not doing what Kane does. So he's not world class." There's different levels to that. Yeah. For me, so I know I get you, Tans, and I I do understand why people wouldn't. But for me, he is <laughs> left foot, right foot, can pass. Obviously, he's one of the best finishers around. Um, and yeah, I just think he is a world class player personally. I do. Yeah. Brian. What more can you say? I mean, we've done a we we did a little segment on Kane the other week, didn't we? Saying you know that this guy is just unbelievable. And as Patrick said, there we were having a back and forth with someone the other day about well, he hasn't won oh, nothing, so he can't be considered yeah. world class. And you just you put his numbers up and say if this is someone that you don't think world class, then I don't know what a guy has to do to be considered that. Um, I mean, that is a ludicrous argument and one that you kind of go, I'm not sure football, me and you talking football is, yeah. is going to happen because, <laughs> if, you know, take the tinted glasses off of the team you support. Every team in the land wants Kane in their side if they're given the opportunity. Even the world, I'm going to go, because you know, for me, he's the best striker in, in world football because of what he can do. But that partnership, if a team play the way that, say, Leeds do or Man City do, they will tear you apart every day of the week, won't they? Oh, massively. I mean, like I said, the world-class thing, I mean, that's that's like saying Wes Brown and John O'Shea are world-class because they won numerous titles with Man United. They're not world-class players. It's not the trophy. The trophy is the club game. Harry Kane cannot be judged on the Tottenham Hotspur mm. Football Club success or the unsuccessful time we've had. He, is, he needs to be based on his personal performances. I mean, look, I see. Look at his record. He's close to the Jimmy Greaves record. If he keeps going, he'll break Alan Shearer's record. If he stays fit, even England. Look at England. Yeah, he's going to be England. Yeah, he's going to beat all those records, won't he? I, I think ultimately, when he ends his career, he'll be the highest Premier League scorer, England's greatest ever goal scorer, Tottenham's greatest ever mm -hmm. goal scorer. Um, it, it's that's just phenomenal, a, isn't it? That's a that's a statue outside the Tottenham Grand at the end. Hey. Of the <laughs> at the end, of, like I say it's. People mix up the fact that I mean, like I said, I'm sure like that. I don't know if you remember that winger Luke Chadwick. He he probably got Premier League medals from playing five games for Man U in a season mm. when he was in there. That if he wins it, then yeah, that's great for him. He'll he'll absolutely love that. But like I say it's the it's the records that he'll want as well. And I, I hate to do it. It does. It breaks my heart, but I'll have to disagree with Tanya on Son. It it breaks me, Tanya. Son is nah, that that's my hope for top four because I don't think any other chasing club has got a better manager than us. Hmm. And I think those two are the best players. Don't like don't bring me Cristiano Ronaldo. He he, he was the best second best player in the world. And he, he, he don't touch Messi. That's a discussion for another time. We've got the best <laughs> two players in that yeah. top four race. And if those yeah. two are performing, if those two are happy, then that gives us a better chance than anybody. And like by the time them two are done with each other, they, they could be 20, 30 goals up. But well, you're trying, they're, yeah. our, they're our second partnership in that top five, aren't they? After Anderton and Sheringham. Yeah, I think that's, that's two great. partnerships we've got yeah. in there now. But it's going to take a lot for people to beat that. And I say they're both 20, what are they both 28, 29 years old, both similar age. They've yeah. still got plenty of time. I mean, oh, like as you yeah, say, they yeah. could easily, 37, that could easily go to 40, you know, 57, yeah. something yeah. like that, you know, by the time. They should, they should hit 50 if, if we're being, they should hit 50. Yeah, definitely. But on the Kane thing as well, I just think even if he wins a trophy, like they love to move the goalposts when it comes uh, they will, to Kane. They will it's move always the an excuse. <laughs> like will. if he wins a League Cup or FA Cup, they're like, oh, but it's not a Premier League, is yeah. it? Like there's they always will. something to disrespect yeah. him. And I know yeah. it's because he plays for Spurs, yeah. but you have to have context as well. Look at the team he's playing in. Like people like to say we're a crap team and we're Spursy, but 
that's my point. Like, if he was in a Liverpool team or a City team, you just know the numbers he'd be square, and you know he'd win trophies in when he, yeah, when he goes course. to any of those teams. It's just uh, you know, it's just you know what they like. You know? If you want, if you won the Premiership, they'll they'll say no, it's a Champions they'll League. They'll find something. <laughs> well, that would be that would be the season if he only scored say ten goals. It'd be yeah, but. You're one not season, one twenty-five, thirty one season, goals one a season. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it, that that argument to me is just crazy because you know I hit back with that argument of, but when you consider the side the guy is in, those exactly. numbers he's racking up are just phenomenal. And again, as you said earlier in the show, Tand, if he hadn't been with us, where would Honestly. we have been at that point? <laughs> oh. Because you know there are seasons where he's dragged his club through. <laughs> And, you know, campaigns where without him, we'd have been bang in trouble. So, yeah, I think you've got to ask people at some point, listen, I hate Arsenal with a passion, but I had to admit when Thierry Omri was in the league, that oh, guy yeah. was just a monster and a player that you had to take your, your hat off to after a while and go, yeah, listen, he was fantastic today. You know, hate mm. hate it, but he run the show. Yeah. And I think yeah. a lot of people are just letting that club bias get in the way of some honesty here. So let's, let's move on to Middlesbrough tomorrow. Tomorrow night, FA Cup. This is a real chance, isn't it? Oh, oh, it is. oh it's fine. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> come on, guys. Come on. What's going on? You're the positive one here. No, no, I am. But still, City are still in it, right? Um, oh, Chelsea okay. are still in it, if Chelsea I remember correctly. Are. Liverpool are probably still in it. I know... Um, no, United are out, obviously, because yeah, they got knocked out. Yeah, Arsenal are out. So there's still some big boys in there. Mm. So it's still, you know, it's um, and obviously we know this cup is 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 the cup for for uh for for upsets. Uh, saying that, Middlesbrough have caused a couple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Middlesbrough have caused a couple of upsets. They're no slouches. Anyway. They've knocked out two biggies, two big big teams. So um, mm. we can't go into the game thinking that it's a it's a foregone conclusion. It isn't. But we should we should be able to beat Middlesbrough, man. Um, touch wood, any famous last words. <laughs> we should be able to beat Middlesbrough. I don't expect too many changes. Son and Kane will probably start. Uh, so, do you, do, would start. you go strong, Patrick? Are yeah, you, yeah, you definitely. Believe like, yeah, yeah. Strong? I mean, we've got a whole week off, so why not? Yeah. There's no excuses for the whole, you know, rotate. I think the wing backs will rotate, like Ryan said. I think Cess and uh, and uh, who did we start on um, on the left? Doherty. Yeah, sorry, sorry oh, Doherty and Cess. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. Sorry. So, those two drop out. You bring in Royale and you bring in. Um, oh, uh, uh, would, you, would you drop them, Patrick? <laughs> yeah, given, I would. I given would. those performances at Leeds, do you, would you not think for those two players? players it could be vital now to build on that I'd play Doherty to be honest I would, would start Doherty yeah, I would I probably would. start the other two and just obviously Conte says to them listen you guys are the our first choice for the league got Everton next week I would probably start those two and give them a bit of a run out but other than that I'd probably keep the same team I'd just change the wing backs because mm. Conte does like to push the wing backs they're probably the most two most important players yeah. and they do cover the most ground so it's a good choice uh, chance to rotate them that's how I would look at it anyway. Other than that, I'd keep it exactly the same uh, and obviously try and win early and then get some rest in. Well, it'd be nice, wouldn't it, to not go into this game, come in oh, the 80th minute. Oh, I know, exactly. It'd be yeah. nice to get it done early. I mean, Ryan, are you going full on strong? Would would you make any changes to that side from the Leeds game, given those kind of weeks rest as well after that before Everton at home? I'd probably only Sessignon, but I'd only take Sessignon out, not for form. I just worry about his injury. I'd, mm. The lad's getting mm. game time now. The last thing I want to see is him get another little mm. injury. His yeah. little injuries seem to keep him out for three, four months. Yeah. And yeah. I was worried again. when he ran into, he ran into the post. The post. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought, thought oh, again, yeah. this is yeah. looking like him did, being done. Uh, I did see a comment uh, that someone put up earlier that said that they've read somewhere that Rodon and Sanchez are coming in. Yeah, that was from oh, yeah. Sam. Oh, yeah, I saw that as well. Seen on yeah. Twitter today, yeah, so Rodon you, and Sanchez. You, oh, yeah, you imagine, you imagine that's <laughs> for Dyer and Romero. I don't, I don't, I can understand Dyer because I think he's only been back for two games now, uh, three games. Sorry, this is his third game. Yeah, back against Leeds, so you can understand him a little bit. But other than that, now, like I said, this is a, this is the only chance we've got a silverware this season, and you might as well go for it now. I mean, yeah, you can go for top four as well. You. We should have a squad good enough to progress tomorrow night and go to Everton and put in a good performance. But I mean, 
Kane and Son, I don't think there's really any other options, is no. there? Unless you start no. third line, no. but especially with Mora out. I mean, more is out, so that would have been your only possible. No, I don't want, I don't, I'm glad Galini's injured. I don't. I do not want to see Galini between them sticks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not want to see. I'll no. rather Harry Kane. I'll rather Harry Kane fighting. We've got a win. We've got. Yeah. We've, like I said, there's no point smacking Leeds four 0 and then go into a championship side and losing. It's like Tanya said, there's no com- the confidence is just always oh, like a yo-yo. There's no yeah, confidence. Yeah. Then they'll go into the Everton game and you won't know what Tottenham you're going to get. So go strong, mm. pick the best team that you can pick, get to the next round, and then get Chelsea. Well, if they progress in the champ, we've just got to hope that they progress in the Champions League fighting because. They, they will only prioritise Champions League or Premier League over an FA Cup. So I know that's not what we want to wear. We want to be in that position as well, progressing Champions League, challenging for titles. But we, we'll take what we can get at the minute. And if the FA Cup's what we can get, I'd, I'll celebrate it like a Champions League, Premier League double. I don't care. I'll, I'll yeah, want, shameless. I want silverware. <laughs> Tens, what about you? What are you doing tomorrow night? Are you going as are you going as strong, or is there any changes that you think you'd make? Yeah, I think Rosen Sanchez sticking right in. No, I'm <laughs> oh God! Do you know what? Honestly, that's worrying me. That if that if I see them, I'll be I'll be fuming because I honestly I agree with the boys. I think we just need to go as strong as possible. For me, the FA Cup that's that's the games that I'm actually focusing on. A lot. I want us to win a trophy. How many times do we say it? I mean, we've been here so many times. And you know what? If we was to finish sixth and get that FA Cup, I'm telling you, it would be the best season ever. Oh, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, quick for, you know, FA Cup, finish fifth or finish fourth and no FA Cup. FA Cup and fifth for me. That's yeah. it's progress. Uh, you know, we finished seventh and sixth, so it's still progress. And we've got a trophy. Jesus, when's the last time we got one? So oh, I'll take that all day long. Shamelessly, I'll, I'll be up and down the high road dancing. Yeah. And, Honestly, you know I mean, I'll yeah, yeah, week, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely. Wait. I'll take, I'll take that. I can't turn my nose up. A, a few years ago, when we were spoiled with always finishing the Champions League, I probably wouldn't have said the same thing. But I didn't foresee that four or five years later we would be in a position where we still haven't won anything. So mm. I can't then turn around and say, no, I won't take a trophy. I'll 100% take that trophy, man. But as well, I think we've spoken about the teams that are in it. We've obviously said Man yeah. City, but we've beaten Man City. Exactly. It's not like we can't, it's, you know, impossible to beat Chelsea. It is possible. No, I just it think is. We, we just keep don't clamming up. Yeah, that's it. Because we've and seen lesser teams give Chelsea exactly. a game, man. Those teams don't fear me because of the way they'll play. I mean, yeah. we were unlucky not to beat Liverpool. Yeah. On another day, we yeah. should have been free up at half-time in exactly. that game at yeah. home. Oh, God, City, you know, we scored three, could have easily have had five yeah. in that game and defended really well. The only team that really do worry me in that would be Chelsea yeah, in that just... next round, just because of the, you know, the hoodoo there seems to be on us mm-hmm. and them, you know, but no one else actually worries me or scares me because mm-hmm. I think they, those two powerhouses would, would play into our hands a little bit. Yeah. What about you, no. you, Ryan, prediction? What are you going for tomorrow night? I hate predicting Tottenham. I will go a 2-0 win. Mm. Harry Kane double again. Confident tens. What are you what what are you predicting tomorrow? Do you know what I think we'll concede? Unfortunately, I'm going to go three one, which okay. is quite confident, confident. I think three one. Kane going to be on the score sheet. Do you know what? Let's just say Kane at trick. Let's let's go big. Kane oh, at trick. That's going oh, big. Nice. Spurs yeah. Sam agrees with you yeah. there yeah. as well. Three one. Three one. Patrick? Yeah, Tan stole my scoreline. I was going to say that <laughs> oh, as well. Sorry. You can still do that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm going, I'm, going, I'm going 3-1. I think, yeah, we'll concede. We'll probably be a bit night. They might even score first. Um, But oh, I God. think we're, we'll have enough quality to see the game out. Probably, I think Kane, Son and Cooley on the score sheet. So, the front three will combine in. Um, so I'm going to go 2-0. And I think tomorrow is all about that. If we can get that early goal, isn't it? Just to settle the nerves, mm. open yeah. that game. I remember when we played uh, Middlesbrough in the cup game at White Hart Lane, wasn't it? The Celso got a nice early goal. Yeah. And at that point, just settles everything down. The mm. longer that game potentially goes at yeah. nil-nil, the worse it's going to get, isn't it? Mm. Mm. 
absolutely. I was just going to say, does Spence, does that player Spence play for Middlesbrough? Forest, he plays Forest. Oh, so he's, he's forest. a Forest man. So yeah, oh, like he would have been a say, danger. Oh, God, he, he would have been, been a danger for them, definitely. Well, okay, guys, I think we'll come to the end there. We're all confident we're going through. We're not so confident about what's going to happen after that when we go through. <laughs> but you know what? You've got to be in the hat to possibly win it. So we'll take just getting through tomorrow, that's for sure. And then, obviously, we'll be back before we play Everton to discuss the Everton game. Yeah. So now just leads me to thank the guests. So, Tans, coming to you, you've brought a bit of glamour to the show, oh, some great so football good. knowledge. So <laughs> really appreciate you coming on tonight, mate. And hopefully you'll be back before the season's finished. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm happy to come on any time. Thanks for having me on. It's a great channel. Lovely to see, obviously, Ryan and Pat. And yeah, it's been it's been a good show. Positive overall. And hopefully we can just get through to the next round in the FA Cup. So, yeah. Oh, let's hope so. Let's hope so. <laughs> Appreciate you coming on tonight, mate. No Patrick, worries. another Sterling performance. Yes, let's go. So, yeah, repping. Uh, what, what is this? Repping. He's it's repping. Purple, purple God, how many times? We get purple it. We get it. Purple and green or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Tottenham through and through. This, they say that this is um, inspired by N17. So, yeah, I'll take that all day long, man. Mm-hmm. Sonny and Kane, please, let's more of that, more of the same. The thing is, I said um, I said it on a podcast a while ago. I said if Kane gets to 15 goals, we'll get top four. Right now, he's on about eight. He's more than capable of doing it. Mm, so, absolutely. let's go, man. Let's go. Top stuff. And Ryan, another Sterling performance tonight, mate. And hopefully, you'll be back with us again next Monday night. Oh, definitely. I'm a bit upset, Carl. I know Tanya's royalty. I thought me and Patrick brought a little oh. bit of glamour. <laughs> right. I, mean, I thought me and Pat brought a little bit of glamour, at least. <laughs> Listen, I know I send you messages bigging you up, but guys, <laughs> when you've got Tan sitting there in the corner, you two, unfortunately, are bringing the place down. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man. These are my Mondays. This is it. I love coming on. The win, lose, or draw. These are the ones I say. Yeah. We might have we might have to get Tanya on every two weeks. I say it's yeah. It's, it's Tottenham royalty we've brought on. I should yeah, get the food right. Oh, exactly. <laughs> but I'm coming on every week now. Tans is not getting out of the bedroom with that head Brilliant. Guys, really appreciate tonight. It was a great episode. We'll see you again soon. And to everyone watching, appreciate the support. Like and subscribe. Loads of content coming. And say the audio will be out on Tuesday afternoon. So that just leaves us to say thank you very much. And come on, you Spurs. For Spurs fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Tottenham videos and podcasts, download the free Coys app now from the App Store and Google Play.